Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truths. So glad you joined us yet again for another episode. Really appreciate your faithfulness. If you're new to the podcast, we're glad that you're here. And we just love to stay in the Bible day by day. Nothing fancy about the podcast. We just uh, open a book of the Bible. We cover a few verses every day and just stay at it until we're done. And then we jump into a new book. So nothing really special about it, but uh, there is something really special about how the Lord uses His Word to speak to our hearts, and uh, that's a great thing. By the way, I think I said this recently, but a great way to listen to the podcast is at 1.5 speed. So typically, the podcast is about 15 minutes long, but if you listen at 1.5 speed, it's 10 minutes long. And it really, the, the cadence of my voice and how quickly I speak, it actually sounds better at 1.5 and it saves you some time. So there's that piece of advice if you want to try it. But uh, we're in Mark chapter 12 and we're going to finish the chapter today on a very famous story. But it's important that we understand the story in its context. Remember yesterday, we talked about how the religious leaders of Jesus' day were devouring widows' houses. They were taking advantage of the vulnerability of these widows who had no other protection in the country other than the protection of religion. And I use that term in a a good way. It should be a good thing. The, the, The protection that the Bible gave them through the provisions of the Mosaic law. And the religious leaders, as the curators of that law, should have been protecting and helping and sensing the heart of God for these most vulnerable people in society. Instead, they were using religion as they were weaponizing religion. They were weaponizing the word of God and using loopholes and even getting adult children to dedicate what they should have been spending on their aging parents or their widowed mother and dedicating it to the temple through loopholes that they had created. I mean, it was just really, really bad. Look at, and corrupt. Look at verse number 41. And Jesus sat over against the treasury. So he had just taught the people about beware of these religious leaders that have these insidious and nefarious motives and will even take advantage of people like widows. So now Jesus is sitting over against the treasury. So the treasury was the place where people would come and give their gift, their money, in uh, these receptacles that looked like an upside-down tuba. And they would throw their coinage in, and it would clink and clank, in the receptacle. And of course, if you gave a lot of money, then it would make a lot of noise and you would get a lot of attention. So rich people loved to do that. They loved to be known for their giving. And Jesus taught them on this in Matthew chapter six, when he talked about 
Don't give to be seen. Don't give so that other people will know what a great giver you are, but give as unto the Lord. And I think we understand that concept. So Jesus is sitting over against the treasury, and watch what he's doing. Verse number 41, and beheld, and don't miss the next word, he beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. So he's not looking at what people are giving. That's really not the issue. You know why? Because when it comes to what people give, that's a moving standard. Because what you give with your income is going to be far different than maybe what I give or what someone else gives based upon their their income. So God is not looking for equality in giving. No, he's looking rather for the heart of giving. It's not necessarily equal giving, but there ought to be an equal heart motive. There ought to be an equal sense of of sacrifice or of desire or generosity. That's what the Lord's looking for. So Jesus is not looking for what people give. Here are some rich people perhaps that are giving all kinds of money, but it doesn't hurt them at all. It's a very small percentage of their discretionary income, but it gives them a lot of credit because people can hear the clink and the clatter of that money in the, in the treasury receptacle. But Jesus is looking rather how, how are people giving? And watch what he sees here, verse number 41. He watches how they cast money into the treasury and many that were rich cast in much. So he sees person after person after person casting in the money and all kinds of money is coming into the, tre- into the treasury. And of course, the religious leaders love this because it's all about the money. It's all about what they can get and the robes they can buy and the positions they can have and the feasts they can throw and uh, the opulence in which they can live. So that it's all about that. So Jesus is watching how this treasury for the temple has just been entirely prostituted. And all of this is being used for ulterior purposes. This is what incensed Jesus so much at the beginning of his ministry. It's why he overturned the the money uh, changers' tables. It's why he was so adamant about them buying and selling. It was why he was so hurt by the fact that they had taken his father's house and turned it into a house of merchandise. And it's why he had chased them out and take these things hence and make not my father's house a house of merchandise. But nobody seems to have listened. Now look at verse number 42. And there came a certain poor widow. So now we're back on the topic of widows, about which we spoke yesterday. But this is not just any old widow. This is a poor widow. That's like saying this is a poor, poor person because it was unusual for it to be a rich widow. So there came a poor widow. This is the person that was one of the reasons why you collect an offering. You collect an offering to help widows. And yet here's a widow who's not being helped by the offering. She's actually being hurt by it. So there comes in this poor widow and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And of course, we're going to find out later that this was all she had. And Jesus knew that. She had these two little mites. You can still see a widow's mite today. Look it up, Google it today. And you can see a widow mite. You can get them in Israel. Most of them are fake, but you can get real widow's mites in, in Israel. I mean, this was the smallest 
form of, of currency. This was nothing. This was like a couple pennies not today, nothing. And this is not going to make a hill of beans difference in what they're going to make in the temple treasury that day. And yet she feels this obligation to give everything. Now, I know how we use the story. We use the story to talk about, wow, we need to give like that widow gave. You know, she gave of her substance. She didn't just give of her overflow. She gave when she shouldn't even have been giving. She gave out. She gave her grocery money. She gave her rent money. She gave the money that she really needed to make her ends meet. The point here is Jesus isn't praising this. Jesus isn't praising like he's not using the story as a parable on how we should give. That's how we look at the story. That's how we've heard the story preached. That's not what the story is about. The story is not about how we should give. Now, certainly there are other passages in the Bible that talk about how we should give and the motive. We can go to passages like 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9 and 1 Corinthians chapter 16. There's all kinds of passages about how to give and, and motives and giving, and we could have a whole separate discussion about that. But this passage is not about how to give. Quit using the widow's might as an illustration about how to give. She should not have been giving her substance that day. She was, the whole point here is that she was one of the ones that was being manipulated. She was one of the ones that was being taken advantage of by those religious leaders that had erected the system where she was just a victim. Well, watch what happens in verse number 43. And he called unto him his disciples. Hey guys, come over here. Let me tell you what I just saw. Come on, guys, come here. Quick, quick, come here. I want you to see this. Come. And watch what he says. And he saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. So he's showing how this system has totally failed, how she's being taken advantage of. Do you see this? God is not impressed with this over here. Now, this is impressive what she gave, but it's also very sad because they're extracting every last bit of monetary value from this woman. Verse number 44, all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want, that means of her necessity, of that which she really needed. And... Uh, she did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Why? Because money is what represents what money can buy. So what did she cast in? She really cast in her meal. She really cast in her housing payment. She really cast in her medicine. She cast in whatever that money would desperately, she desperately needed that money to buy. That's what she cast in. And what Jesus is showing here is, yes, here's a great woman of sincerity. Yes, here's a woman that is noted for her giving, and she certainly gets credit for that giving, and Jesus is seeing that, and that's wonderful. But there's a note of, of great sadness as well, because what we're seeing is the, the end of the supply line, aren't we? How she is the one that is ultimately being totally railroaded by the religious system of the day and how absolutely sad that is.
Now, what are some of the silver linings? Well, some of the silver linings are the fact that when religion beats us up, Jesus is still on the sidelines watching, waiting, and making a difference. And so Jesus here is the antidote, isn't he? It's not what religion requires. It's what a relationship provides. And Jesus is the one that's watching. And Jesus is the one that's noticing. Sometimes even in our Christian experience, we think, well, what what can I really do? What can I really accomplish? Always understand that Jesus is standing on the sidelines and he's watching. Jesus never went to this woman and said, woman, I commend you. He didn't do that. But he said to his disciples, would you look at that? And he used her. And we're still talking about this poor widow all these many years later. We're talking about her. We're not talking about any one of those scribes or Pharisees that Jesus excoriated in his message uh, in verses 38 through 40. But we're talking about this widow. Why? Because Jesus is commending her. Not, Not commending the practice of requiring a widow to give it all, but commending her that even in a system that was bent against her, even in a religion that was being abused, even in religious leaders that had no heart for her and no desire for her benefit, she still was doing what she could and Jesus honored that. I think too often in life we're concerned about how people are mistreating us. Therefore, I'm not going to And this woman gives us a great example of regardless of how corrupt my leaders appear to be or my church seems to be or people treat me, I'm still going to do from my perspective the right thing, knowing that at the end of the day, Jesus is watching. Jesus is watching and he will make all things right in his time. So a lot to consider there in verses 41 through 44. Won't take any more time for today. Going to start a brand new chapter next episode, though. Chapter number 13. Uh, Some really, really good uh, principles. Most of the chapter is just Jesus teaching, and I think you'll enjoy that for sure. So uh, for now, we'll sign off. Have a great day in the Lord. We'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time. God bless.